Let's get right to it. Today we have a listener favorite, a host favorite. We have financial queen, Gabby Dunn. I'm so excited you had me back. What a what a compliment. Your oh. last episode was so informative and inspiring. I still think about some of the things you said on that episode about how like telling poor people that they can't by coffee like Mm -hmm. just like tell it's like shaming poor people and it's ridiculous and just I really got a new perspective on finances and saving money from you and I'm really grateful for that and if people have not listened you guys should go back and listen to that episode definitely I think about your uh finding two gym memberships and calling I have every day (laughs) I was just talking to someone about this today Gabby about how my passion, I'm really realizing, is customer service, dealing with customer service and getting back what I feel owed. And I talked to someone about it today and how, like, I need to invent some kind of a service. Where you can do that for other people. And, again, the specifics of the business do elude me because it's like, are they paying me to, like, mm-hmm. for the free month? Because you're not getting paid back oh, when you I raise see. an issue with cu- mm-hmm. customer service. You get a something comped or you get, like, a rebate or a coupon for next time. Like, there's... But they should that. pay you 10% like 10% of yeah. what they get. But that's the thing. It's like if you get a free month of DirecTV, like what? how's my cut of that? But the point is, <laughs> this is what I'm learning. Like I am actually a sensei of manipulating customer service. We could go into this later, but I've got tips and tricks up the Please, butt. Yeah. Because I think nobody, I think nobody uh, takes the time to call, so they just get away with stuff. That's I feel like the first thing. You mm-hmm. got to come at it with patience and a mm-hmm. willingness to put in a little time. And again, yeah. not all of us have that luxury. And do you want to spend your day off? Did someone say something? Oh, <laughs> my, I, my dog is on my lap. I can't. That was stop. such... I, dog so, mouth noises are so, so cute. cute. Yeah. Means he, I like when he sighs because then I go, what, rough day? What happened, buddy? Are you um, FF day? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just some quick existential thoughts from you, a 15-pound chihuahua. <laughs> oh, he's so freaking cute. <laughs> anyway, so you got to come at it with patience you got to come at it with kindness they're your friend they're not your enemy in the situation Mm -hmm. that's the mistake people make that's definitely the mistake people make you gotta you gotta make inroads you gotta make the man or woman you gotta make the person on the other line feel like your friend they're the only person in your life remember their name use their name remember their name that's your weapon weaponize you guys are a team not it's not you versus them you are working together you're working together against costco yeah like whoever yeah against because trust me she's been held down by costco yes (laughs) long hours no christmas bonus last year government shutdown need i say more i don't know what i'm saying and i don't know if i sound i think they like it or i sound crazy when i i'll just be like thank you so much melissa like yeah or like or like okay i'm gonna put you on hold 
hold and check. Oh, that'd be amazing, Brett. Thank you. My like, roommate makes fun of me because I'm always Brett, on these was calls. Brett hot? I, you know what? Never. I don't think I don't <laughs> no, think he was. Brett's the kind but... of guy who has like calf tattoos and cargo shorts. And he's just this is his side hustle to and, do customer yeah. service. Caroline, Brett you're Kavanaugh? not into that. <laughs> Brett Kavanaugh, like, isn't that name kind of like it's tainted now? forever? Yeah, I, got I, I feel like I still think of like hot surfer Brett. Fair enough, but. Anyway, my my roommate always makes fun of me because sometimes I'll even like get so close that I have inside jokes over the course of the call. <laughs> yes, exactly. With the person, like I can I can get close real fast. Yeah. Wasn't there a story where like you were pretending to be your dad's wife and then you had oh, like yeah. the Costco employee then said, "Well, he's married to so and so," and you were like. What? He's, <laughs> my husband left me for— I, I pretended I was using my dad's Costco card, and he took me off. You you can have, like, sp- designated members on the card or something like that, and he had yeah. taken me off that. And then they were like, well—and I was like— I, and I always use my dad's Costco card with a lot of, like, haughtiness. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, like you're this young. is my husband's Costco <laughs> card, and I use it every day. You're the trophy wife. Oh, yeah. Like, I had a lot of attitude when I threw that— when I threw that thing down, that thing, when I threw that thing down. So anyway, he's like, I'm just going to go in the back and check. You know, I'm sure you're on the account. It's like new policy. We just have to check. And he comes back and he's like, ma'am, I'm sorry to say, but you're no longer on the designated members list. But a woman named da 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 my step my stepmom's name, is now on the card. <gasps> and he, and I'm like, oh, that's my stepmom. But he was saying it to me like, Clearly, this woman has separated from her husband, and there's a new woman that's been added to the Costco and he, card. And he's breaking the news to you. Yeah, and he was like, "I'm ah! so sorry to tell you this." And I was like, "How many times a day does he have to do that?" Uh, Probably zero. Probably <laughs> this was a once in a lifetime. <laughs> he's in the back with his coworkers, like, "What do I tell this woman?" He's like, "I gotta tell her. It's the I right thing to, to do. It's yeah. the Costco. It's the Costco code." Can I just never go back out there, or what do I do? And I was like. I see. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be sick. I, like, I can't say I'm surprised that Ben would do this. It's like talking about my dad. It's like, I guess that's the way it is. But I, I just tried to have my head held high as I was checking out with my... And also, as he told me that, I'm sure for him that put my cart... That added so much clarity to my cart. Oh, I was buying right. like yeah. a ton of toilet paper, like wine, olive oil. Like Caroline's moving into a new house. <laughs> she's alone. And she's, she's alone. Sad. She's and a she's wine sad. pasta lady, a wine and yeah. pasta sad divorce lady. That's a lot of almond milk, but that makes sense now because she's really sad. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I mean, it's just I, I get my, your money back. My Costco hack for those of us out there who don't have a membership, find your friend with a membership. In my case, it's Caroline. Have them buy you a gift card Friday and then night. you can get in and use that gift card what? as an act as though you are a member. Oh my God. License to kill when you got a $10 Costco <laughs> gift card. Wow. <laughs> and so they just let you in? Oh, yeah. Even if you're yeah. not a member, if you oh, have a yeah. gift card. Gift card's the key. Gift card's the key, so baby. just buying gift cards off eBay all day, just buying regular Girl, gift I'll cards. I'll hook you up. I'm all at right. Costco like every damn weekend. I can't stay out of a Costco. We are It's really, a real problem. We're working up to a glowing up Costco walkthrough live episode. Not live. We, we bring a live audience studio audience <laughs> into Costco. You guys should do a tour of Costco's the way you did Sephora's. That's what, oh. oh. 
God. If we can get in with Kirkland Signature that high and up. And a members only, like a Kirkland Signature members oh, only jacket. A couple just had a wedding in a Costco I saw on the news, and that really opened my mind up to a lot of possibilities. Didn't they say they had their first date there, which is so, so We talked about hot. it. It's such a great idea. Oh. Such a great you date. Learn, you can learn so much. I mean, but, yeah, it's like if, if you're with someone on your first date and they suddenly want to buy like a giant thing of gummy bears like that's weird you know that is would, that weird it's uh, I, I don't know but you would learn you would learn a lot you about would learn someone. quickly what Clearly. they want in their household and if they are a compatible life partner and for how you. much storage space they have oh yeah that's how big's your house just wondering yeah. anyway what's your kitchen storage like but there but if they if you get married at a costco can the only guests be people that are members of Costco? Of Costco? <laughs> I think you would have to, you would probably be paying to rent out the Costco. Everyone gets a gift card. Everyone, every guest gets a gift card. Oh. You're allowed in. Here's your invitation. Think about it. Cake is taken care of. Let's talk about Costco sheet cakes. <laughs> Can we you talk about that? always only want to talk about cake Costco sheet They're like 40 pounds. They're full of they're full of filling. Cake are they is taken good. care of? Are They're they great. amazing? Are they like they're amazing. They I'll are. say it. They're amazing. They're so the heft of a Costco sheet cake. Is it just you your classic like grocery store sheet cake with a better filling, I think, okay. and more, a little more frosting. But oh god, Costco, it's like the passion. The passion is so real for me. Caroline, when are we trying the most stuff Oreos or have you tried them yet? I haven't work? found them yet in stores. I haven't been able what to find that? them. They're the new Oreos that have what's called in quotes the most stuff. It's What's that? It's like the the most amount of no, I cream. What you're, you're just, you, wait, like, so is it just mostly cream? It's like if a nuclear bomb went off of in cream, the Oreo. of cream oh. inside the Oreo factory. No, inside the Oreo. Okay, inside the Oreo. No. So it's it's like a little like it's a like, mini cake. It's like the Oreo is in a porno and it's like creaming itself. It's <laughs> truly like the thickness of the cream. It's not like more double than the stuff. Cookie. Okay, it's, got yeah, it. Yeah, it's it. like a solid. One and a half to two inches of cream. It almost looks like fluffy. It's like changed its consistency a little to me. In my, I, don't I know. would say give the people what they want. I would say it's almost offensive. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would say it's almost obscene and it's inappropriate. How much cream is in that cookie? I want to just get off my chest that yesterday at Whole Foods I bought the mismatched sandwich cookies, which are the ones with one side golden, one side chocolate, and I. I went too far with them, them before I showed up today, so I just want to apologize. You would, did you enjoy them? I did. They're so good. Are oh. they meant to be? Is it like a a perk that they're mismatched? Yeah, or is that's it meant like to be? the branding. Oh, got it, got it's like it. this. These are half and half. You got know what? It. I love when brands try to play you, and it's like we made a mistake in the factory. Oops, all berries. Oops, all berries. Yes, <laughs> that's what I was wondering if they were marketing yes. it as like we yes. mismatched the cookies. You benefit. It's so I charming. Love that. It's so charming. It's like they're bringing us in. Uh, it's like a reality show or something. <laughs> like I get to see the inner workings of the factory, and there's a cast of characters. All and they're the brands messing up. on Twitter that interact with each other, which is like capitalism to its finest. Late stage capitalism is, is like weird. it's just like oh, Wendy's is funny, and they have a personality, and they're talking to Denny's, and like here we are. I mean, and you saw yes, they're shading Burger King or whatever. I know. Well, it's really just like a bunch of like communications majors. Absolutely, this- it's the same. Per- uh, they're like when BuzzFeed did all their firings. Uh, that girl, uh, Kate's Holderness, who writes a lot of, who was like their social media Tumblr person, mm. who basically like did, uh, had the dress go viral, like as a meme god. Right. Uh, they 
were like, uh, they got fired and then they were like, fuck it, and just started revealing, like, I am all the BuzzFeed tumblers. I talk to myself. None of these are people oh. talking to each other. All the things that have gone viral of, like, BuzzFeed uh, tumblers, like, talking to each other or sassing each other is just me replying to myself. Wow. And I was like, wow, you're, you're a genius. I don't know what that skill is used for, but someone— snatch that person up wow. seriously i mean the big the big corporate tweet of the week was the sunny d tweet from yesterday what i'm was not it? on twitter so tell oh, us really so tell sunny us, d mother. i know children <laughs> come to, come closer tell us the story of sunny d i'll tell you my children let's see if i can find it so sunny d the drink sure as you know <laughs> not like I assume cast member of Jersey Shore. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. Which may I say, Sunny D burns your mouth when you drink it. <laughs> Does it? It's like so chemically what and is sweet. It? It, like I can orange feel the throat juice burn. Question mark. It's not orange juice, right? It's something else. Windshield yeah. wiper fluid. It's oh. orange drink. Oh, look! Even in their Twitter bio. Since 1963, we have brought you the tastiest, most boldly unique orange drink. Not orange juice. That's another such a corporation thing. Like drink. Yes. Like evil word that you know. Because they can't use juice. They can't say juice. And then even like YooHoo, if you look at a package of YooHoo, it doesn't say chocolate milk. Chocolate Chocolate drink. drink, Yeah, that's nefarious. Alarming. Totally nefarious. Very nefarious. That's like rule number one. If your thing you're eating can't even call itself the thing that it is. Don't eat it. Do not eat it. <laughs> or eat it. That's called being vegan, it's, right? That's, that's what veganism is? That's what veganism is. Okay, so here. Sunny D tweeted just the sentence, I can't do this anymore. Sparking off a flurry of, like, people being like, oh, my God, like, LOL. The Sunny D Twitter is, like, depressed. It was almost like they're co-opting, like, depression yeah, depression talk because like they knew people would a, retweet it and be like, "This is weird." It's almost like a weird Twitter, absurd Twitter. Exactly, it's like co-opting weird Twitter. Yeah, but then what's so alarming to me? I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah, be funny, Sunny D. Are all the other brands chiming in and adding their two cents and like trying to be in on the fun? Yes, like Moon Pie. What the fuck replied? What's going on, Sunny? Yeah, but my capitalism. All- brands are people. Corporations are people. Exactly. I'm like. It's twisting my mind up into it's a million different bonkers. contortions. That's why I don't do my own Twitter anymore. You don't? Uh, n- uh, I'll like hop on sometimes, but no, I I have a I have a girl who does. It. That's awesome. That's really I can't. Cool. I really I have bad impulse control. Same. I just start tweeting shit, and then I go, "No, that was a mistake to get involved." I was like, not. I, I never opened it to good news. I would always open it and be like, oh, that like Instagram to me, I would open it and be like, look at my friends having fun on the beach. I love that for them. But like Twitter, I would open it and be like, oh, everyone's dead. Like it would just be like, oh, Trump did something terrible and there was a shooting. And that, and like I was just like, I've never opened this and been pleased with what I found. So do you still do your own Instagram? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. You don't, th- that you're fine with. Yeah, that yes, because I feel like it's mostly positive. Other than sometimes there'll be people who I'm like, ah, get out of here with that. Like either it's mute. fake, that's what fake. The mute oh, I mute it. Yeah, for, it's mute. Honey? Because people it's just are... like either like f- there's someone being fake or whatever. But there's no retweet on Instagram really. So if I don't want to see something from someone, it's not going to just pop up. Mm. Like I'll usually. If I follow the person on Instagram, usually it'll, unless it's like a sponsored post or whatever, it'll usually just be that person. It won't be like, oh, no, now they've retweeted 
my ex and I can't function the rest of the day. Like, Dude, do you know what I mean? Totally. <laughs> like, I didn't need to wake up and see that. Like, I, I don't need that in my life. Sometimes Instagram can get a little dark when you hit the explore page. That's or like, the problem. Or the page when it's like you see what your friends liked. Yes. You oh, know, I never stay see off that. it. Oh, stay off it. Don't it. get too deep. But let me just say. People are getting muted left and right on Instagram in yep. 2019. Really? I'm muting your ass. Don't you dare, don't you dare post something slightly uninteresting because you will get <laughs> muted. Yeah, what what causes, let's talk for a second about what what is uh, cause for a mute. People get post so too often. into, yes, they get so into this idea that they have of their own brands, like, They're and they have brands. like no followers or something. And then they're just like and then living like, up to this their own hype and they're posting 15 times a day. And I'm like... No one cares. No one cares. And then I would be like, what I would be like, a person, what upsets me and what I mute is if it's a person who in real life I would be really good friends with and I like them and like I, or I just met them and I'm like, oh my God, you seem cool. And then in, in pre-Instagram days, I would just be friends with that person and never know they were insane. Mm. <laughs> and then now I go on their Instagram and I'm like, oh no, you're like, you post like really long captions and with pictures of yourself crying. We could have been friends for years without me needing to know that about you. Oof. Like we could have had a really great friendship and That's I didn't need to like mute. have this friendship cut off at the knees by me being like, oh, no, you're insane. Yeah. Esther's a really funny joke about that in her stand. Yeah, I talk about this a lot in my stand up because I'm obsessed with Instagram. What like what? I mean, I just basically that and how people are crazy on Instagram and how I I love it. But if you basic. met them in person, you would think that they were normal. Well, they're doing the work for you, basically. Yeah, yeah. I, and I do think, yeah, it is weird. It's like, I feel like everyone knows that person who is normal in real life. Mm -hmm. And then you see their social media. Like, I have, like, me and my friends, we have friends that we talk about. We're like... Why are they totally fine in person? But on Instagram, we're like, what is wrong with you? Yes. You're yes. psycho. It must unlock something. They, people just get really either like performative or I don't know. But Oof. I also don't want to truly hate on it because I, I think Instagram is like wonderful. I yes, deeply love it. Um, wonderful. It, I do. I, it is positive. Like, I do I like being so, like, oh, look at my friends. Yeah, like, I feel very connected. Like, I love seeing posts from you. Like, everybody. I, mm -hmm. I just do. Both of you are people who I enjoy and, like, are a positive experience for me. Um, but I will say that when I stay on it too long is when I'm like, okay, this is Ooh, too— now that you have those time breakdowns, mm -hmm. I mean— I'm putting up some numbers on Instagram. Let's just say we're hitting we're hitting the hours. Yeah, it's also tough. Just like I guess I've talked about capitalism and now the financial aspect of of Instagram is like you can click and buy. You can click and see mm. like what 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 brand someone's shirt is or what whatever. And I've become guilty right. of this where I like never cared endlessly in the loop of consumerism. Yeah. And I never really yeah. cared. And then I had like you get li like f sort of or I have like little teen fans being like, where's your shirt from? Oh. And it's like, OK, so then I'll just tag it so they don't ask. But then I'm also like, I don't want them to think that they have to buy oh. this thing or, know. you know, or like I don't want to. I also I posted a picture where I like have full professional makeup done mm -hmm. and like a couple little teen girls were like oh my god your skin is amazing like I wish I looked like you and I was like no 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 and so I like underneath was like I literally wrote I have professional makeup on and tons of acne stay woke like this is not <laughs> don't ever think that I just I like being very 
open about like how fake it is that... so that people that the kiddos don't get you know like I had a breast reduction like I had so like if if people are like I love there was like a Chrissy Teigen thing where someone was like I wish I looked like you and she was like I don't even look like me I've had so much plastic surgery oh like, my god I really don't look, yeah she was like I don't look like me like don't think that you know what I mean so Jeez. like I'm very conscious of trying to be like like the shirt is from a thrift store or like don't think you know like I had to go somewhere where a person did my makeup like don't think that I have perfect skin because I do not that always ends up being the stuff that's most helpful I'm not even like a impressionable teen girl but I mean let's be honest I kind of am yeah we all are in our hearts so it's like when people are honest and like post pictures of their acne or like their pockmarks and I should be better about this that's what always like makes me feel so much less alone in the Mm -hmm. world can we you know what I'm thinking of right now the girl that came up to you at one of our shows what did she say again she was like I've locked Caroline I'm just so grateful That's you're the right. only person on Instagram just posting yourself being ugly. You're she so, was like, you're so ugly on Instagram. That was the <laughs> subtext of what she said, but it came out a little nicer. She was like, Caroline, I just really appreciate like how you like post pictures of your acne and like when you just look gross and like messy. <laughs> and I was like, Thank I you. have not been doing that. Like, but in my it? mind, I had not been doing that at all. Like, I'm not, I'm not the kind of person that's like another pimple. Like, what's up, fam? Yeah. I'm just like <laughs> definitely trying to look good on Instagram. It's like and a I reverse. Just, I was like, what? <laughs> it's such a reverse compliment. I, I used to get a lot of like, <laughs> I love that you like when I I would there were a few uh, YouTube videos in a row where I was just in my bra just because like for comedy. Yeah. And like the f- and like the comments would be like, "I'm Gabby's so brave. I love that she shows like her, a real body." And I was like, "What does that mean?" Like, That's what I'm. I have to take a video uh, of Beans right now. Okay. I yeah, I know that girl was so funny. I was like, "Stay away from me. <laughs> don't I say, don't, don't say know any compliments to me. Please leave me alone." She's just like Caroline, you're so ugly, and it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, what? Oh, I love that. But the, um, I yeah. wanna. I, I wanna, my finances are in shambles so we've got to pivot to finances and i want to talk about your new book yes bad with money the imperfect art of getting your financial shit together Mm -hmm. which is based on your podcast yeah bad with money the podcast uh which just moved to earwolf mid-roll so congratulations thank you and is that what are are you guys active right now what season are you in we finished season three and now if on mid-roll starting season four uh probably in march oh wow i'm really looking forward to that yeah we moved uh locales but um but the book came out january 1st and that's like a an extension of the podcast but more so like financial memoir and then also like helpful uh just like here's what i did that was wrong and here's how you can do it better basically yeah will you share with us some some stuff some help we need you free association i'm not (laughs) free association i'm not great either i really mess up a lot and i like i just uh i got paid for something and i was like tight 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 and then like the my accountant was like so taxes and I had like forgotten about taxes. Oh my god, it's tax season. We yeah. should really talk about this. And I was uh. like, oh no. So first, and I do them quarterly. So now oh, because smart. I f- I fucked up, and I was like, here's all the money I made. Goodbye. I uh, and then I was like, I love schools and roads. Um, but then <laughs> I, so now for next time. I now for like I know the date of the next taxes because they happen every time and I don't know why I act shocked. It's like your period. Like I just am like surprised every time and it's it happens on a schedule. So I don't know why I'm surprised every time. Every but it's time. like 
But so I started a like separate savings account and like it's taking money out automatically. And so now oh. by taxes, I will have the taxes but rather about, than just being shocked and having it come out of my checking every time. But what about like deductions and stuff? Like are yeah, you do that. every month like what? keeping track of because I deduct everything. It's like. Oh, yeah. Pretty much everything, like whether it's a car-related expense or anything like office-related or like my monthly internet bill, everything gets deducted. I think yeah, this I keep is, track of that. just to be clear, that only applies— If you have a business. If you are a person, particularly in entertainment, where you have your own, like it's called a corporation, Yeah, right? I just got an S-corp, yeah. Yeah, so I think deducting—I could be wrong, but I think— Feel like deducting only applies to that. Am I, I think if you do it, right. if you use it for, I mean, if you're like an architect who does internet work from home, you could probably deduct it. Or if you right. totally, okay. but if, it would be contingent on like working for yourself or right. having your own. So I have a lot of. I mean, I I I keep track even for business travel. I keep all the receipts. And wait, I'm shocked at this at how you guys seem like you're doing this a little more intensely than me because what I do is I just. Everything I, I spend it on one credit card, and then at the end of the year, I oh, just— Oh, that's a different method. That's smart. That's what I do, That's really too. smart. But it takes a million years to go through my—I have to print out it's all so my easy. credit card things and go line by line. Mine well, is, no, because I'm spending—like you, I'm probably—I'm spending, like, on different things on the credit card. But if I just had one business credit card, then I oh, could just know I that whole statement is That's what business. my boyfriend does. I actually—I do—I, like— I do everything and then I go through it, but it's not you that hard. You have to because my because your accountant tells you to break it down. It's like how much you spend on entertainment, yes, how much did you spend on I travel, how many miles did you drive. Like you can't just like sum um, it up. Yes. So oh, I shit I is have to. So brutal. It's so brutal, and you have to be so on top of it. And I I still forget and slip up, and I'm not like perfect. Like I I didn't write the book to be like I'm an expert and I'm fixed and everything's great. Like. I I messed up, and this month, like I'm like, oh, okay, well, uh, my rent is gonna come out of the savings account this this time. You got me. Like yeah. I still like uh, I still have student loans. I still have like some credit card debt. Like I'm not out here being like I'm a perfect person, and here's all the things. But I think like the it's good because for financial advice, I feel like my book is one of the only ones coming from a relatability perspective rather than an aspirational perspective. Mm-hmm. I had um, we the first episode of the, the new season is going to be Susie Orman because I had her on and we did a teaser with like we where we released like a 15 minute part of the interview with her. And she and like we kind of were both like, yeah, we were because she had called me and uh, she saw me on CNBC and then she called me, which was oh very my surreal. God. The Susie Orman called yes. you. That's She's everything. And just wanted to, initially just wanted to chat, which I was very suspicious of at first. I was like, what is this? And then it was just kind of this thing where she was like, gay lady to gay lady, like, let's chat. And I was like, okay. And then uh, I was sort of like, you know, I think we're coming at this whole game from different perspectives. And so on the podcast, I asked her, I was like, well, do you feel like you're out of touch? And she was like, no, I live on an island. I've earned this island. Like, go fuck anyone who thinks I haven't a earned it. A real island? She lives on a, a private island. Yeah. Island. No, no, no. She what? lives on a private island. Yeah. 
How you know is that possible? Where? She's so wealthy. Why? How? Off the US, they think. She's because she sold like Orman. every book of hers is a bestseller. Like oh. she sold so many books. She's also been doing this for years. She's almost 70, she told me. So like, oh. you know, she's been doing it for, she looks great. Um, so she's been doing it forever. Bitch so can rock a jacket like nobody's oh, business. I call her in the book Goddess of Blazers. She's a human jacket. Um, she's a human she lives human on a private island. She and her girlfriend live on a private well, island. Key West is, to be fair, full of islands. Yeah, and one house to, could be its own island. Next to some other famous people, she told me. Wait, but are you sure she doesn't live on Star? No, like, no, she's Star got island? like her own whatever her own thing and she fishes she's like sent me a bunch of pictures of herself fishing i'll bet she did yeah she's like really got really good at it in the last few years but yeah so she just like she was saying you know and she was she was saying like that she can she feels like she can tell you what to do because she has it figured out versus like me being like Mm. well i'm stumbling through it with you i'm not perfect like i i find out things on the podcast all the time and like as i researched the book i found things out so I'm shocked by things that I'm sure she would be like, yeah, no, duh. But I think a lot of the people reading are shocked, too. Or a lot of the people read. You know, I also come at it from more of like a social justice perspective. So a lot of the people mm-hmm. reading, I think it's aimed a lot towards like Gen Z millennials, queer people. Like, you know, there's a lot of talk about like the, I do a whole thing about racism in credit cards um, and like, you know, how retirement is sort of not marketed to the LGBTQ community at all. Like, have you ever seen a retirement commercial with a gay couple? Almost never. Um, And so, like, I think there's a lot of stuff that I go about in a systemic way that I've gotten. If people criticize the podcast or the book, a lot of the criticism is like, well, then you just then we're all just victims. You just give us like a victim mentality. And why don't you like, you know, instead of saying the system is rigged, why don't you tell people how to circumvent the system? And I'm like, sure, you can circumvent the system. But also, if you're the one who makes it out, you're still leaving a bunch of people behind and being like middle fingers to the wind. Like, go fuck yourself. I made it. And I think so. Then I like I'm like, you know, probably like vote and protest and like care about health care and like care about, you know, trans health care and and care about a uh, minimum wage and care about police brutality and all of that stuff that is like millennial issues uh, or Gen Z issues. Uh, and people are like, no, we just want to know how to use airline points. And I'm like, OK, <laughs> oh, you no. can have a bit of both, which Susie Orman does say. She does say she's like, I don't I don't disagree that you can put social justice in it because she actually does a lot of work with financial abuse. Which might be of interest to your audience because I, it's mostly women, right? Yeah, what is that? Financial abuse is when your partner is in control of all the money and is either it makes more money than you or is in control of the joint account or whatever. And, and, and so they have the power. So, like, you, if you broke up, like, you wouldn't be able to afford to move out. Um, if they suddenly became violent, you wouldn't be able to afford to to leave or to um, take care of yourself or take yourself to the ER or whatever. Uh, if, like, you're at a job where your boss starts sexually harassing you, you're stuck in the job so you can't leave because you don't have any savings because your partner's keeping—whatever. Like, So there's this writer, Paulette Perhatch, who talks about a fuck-off fund, which sucks that women have to save a separate thing on top of savings and retirement or whatever else. But, like, she recommends having a, a separate fund— that is for in case of male violence towards you, essentially, uh, which Good is— no. I have one of those, but with Esther. <laughs> yeah, Esther will take care of you. Fuck off Esther fund. Fuck off Esther fund. Oh, to get rid of Esther. Esther oh. ate too many cookies fund. It's just an emergency pile of Oreos in the corner of my house. <laughs> I, 
I am always really surprised that the norm when you get married or when you make a commitment to your life partner is that you combine bank accounts. Never. And that's I would a, never. I would no. never, ever do what that. What would you And advise? that's the norm. But that I, seems to be like what, quote, everyone does. I'm not a romantic, so I'm a big fan of the prenup. I'm a big fan of not joining accounts. I don't think keep things from each other because sometimes if you don't join accounts, you can't be aware of, like, what they're up to. A friend of mine, I just went to New Orleans for a divorce party because a friend of mine from college, it was getting divorced, and so all of us friends from college flew out to New Orleans to be there for her and to party essentially. Uh, and her divorce was like primarily based on like he was take, stealing money from his company and she mm. didn't know because <gasps> they didn't have joint accounts. But she also like, you know, believed in him because it was her husband. So she never like ran a credit check on him. She never, you know, and it seems like, okay, you're acting suspicious of your your spouse. Like you, I, what kind of relationship is that? Whatever. But I like she was just left in the dark until he had stolen like $100,000 from his company and people were like knocking on their door at her house being like, where's our money? And she didn't know. So like I want to be like, okay, keep everything separate. And now it's great because they did keep everything separate. So now that they're getting divorced, it's like not a problem. But there's no protection. Like he was like using her because if you're married, then he can he could sign loans in her name. He could do whatever he wanted with her money. And so it's really scary. I didn't realize until I went down there and was talking to her about it that like he I was like, well, can't you just tell the loan people like you didn't sign it? And he was like, she was like, no, it's like I did sign it because he's my husband. And I was like, what the like he was like taking out payday loans in her name and shit. I was like, what the fuck? Like, it's so scary to involve money with a relationship to me. Yeah, I just I don't know if I'm just scary. Yeah. Like the paychecks just go into the joint account. And your Terrifying. money is just everyone's. I don't just a love fucking it. free for all. And I have just... friends who are like, well, I don't have a prenup. And I was, oh, our friends who oh. went down to the divorce party. One was like a married couple, and they were like, oh, it's so weird that we're here, like doing this whole thing and supporting her, and like we don't have a prenup. And I was screaming at them in the Airbnb, like, what? Get a pre, get a postnup right the fuck now. Seriously, what's like? What are we being romantic about this now? It's 2019. Really, you guys? I, oh my god, wait. I'm engaged and I feel like like I don't need that. Am I crazy? Yes, but aren't aren't I don't know who your boyfriend is, but are you more successful? I feel like you would no, be I'm just not. in your life. Oh really? I don't well, think that so. explains it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was saying I was like, Oh, doesn't like Esther works, like Esther like is successful, so I was like, Oh, you you might want to protect yourself. Well, I am I only just started to have a little like I yeah. Like, my first real job was, like, two years ago, so it's not like I've been working forever. But I don't know. I just—I also feel like I'm not—again, this is interesting, I think, maybe because I—am I being delusional? I'm like, we're in—like, I love this person. I'm not going to—I guess everyone thinks it's like, yes! I don't—I'm not going <laughs> to—I really feel like I'm not going to screw him over. He's not going to screw Look, me over. There's no way. How do you know? Liam Neeson got canceled today. Like, everything's crazy. He did? He did? What did he do? Oh, my God. <laughs> Liam Neeson is a racist pig. What? What? He's oh, got no. the biggest dick in the game. And what happened? He's a motherfucking who, racist. Who exposed both of well, those things at the same time? 
it up is that anything can happen anything at any can moment. Happen. Wow. People can change. He could have, I mean, God forbid, but like he could have like a psychotic break. He could, that something that's could happen. That's <laughs> not too, yeah, I mean, <laughs> look, it's anything People lose their minds. Like kids get involved and people go crazy. I like, mean, Oreo puts two inches of stuffing in a cookie. Like <laughs> this world is mom, upside my down, My girlfriend's honey. mom became like late in life super religious and the dad, and they got divorced. The dad was like, oh, what the yeah. fuck? Like people, who knows what could happen? It's so crazy. Like I'm really the person here that's like, there's no way. But and that's why that's how people that. what? I, It is so like I am but looking I'm, at a stranger right now. This is not the Esther I know. <laughs> the Esther I know is smart and plans and is very wise in regards to money and finances and hoarding. That's your nut, bitch. <laughs> yeah. You sharing your nuts with the other squirrels? No. Well, no. Here's the thing. I don't want to combine finances. That to me is scary. I don't want to. I yeah. want to like. The money I make, I want to spend it how I want to spend it. But I don't, at any moment, Kylie like Lipkins. look at look at <laughs> Megan Mullally or look at Anna Ferris and, and Chris Pratt. Like I thought they'd be together forever. At, but at any moment, like he was quote unquote nobody and she was a superstar and then it flipped and he was like suddenly like a huge action movie famous guy and and they got divorced. I don't know their money situation, but like I'm sure I I'm sure she believed in him, but I don't think she thought, I'm guessing, that he would like surpass her. So like it's like you so just never know. I you know. never know. You just never know. Happen. You could become fucking Jennifer Lawrence in a year, and then well. he could leave you and take your money. Oh, well. when you put it like that, maybe Fingers you don't crossed. need to sign up. You know, it's so funny. Like, kind of like what Gabby's saying. At any point, your Chris Pratt can go find a random Schwarzenegger and become super religious out of nowhere. And a yes. Kennedy. Can become a, a Kennedy. Kennedy slash Schwarzenegger I believe and become Chris, hype religious. I believe he was always religious from my, what I you He was like secret right. Republican the whole time, right? Mm. I don't know about Republican. I just knew religious, but I guess they kind of go hand in hand. <sighs> what a disappointment they're, that turned out to be. They're posting these selfies about how they're like walking in faith together. He I'm like, had to become a Kennedy. Up. He had to. It is so dark. I know. I hate when people walking in faith. What no, is that's that? That's gross. And, 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 oh, wait. That's religious shaming. I'm sorry. No, but no, no, no. <laughs> She's talking specifically about like posting about. It. Not being religious in your heart, but like being religious to, to like get attention. That's a good way of putting it. To be likes. like, look at how great and pious I am, which is the opposite of what religion is about. It just sounds like something that would be em- embroidered on a pillow with like a little picture <laughs> feet or something. It's I, not your. It's not um, your like true connection to God. It's like a quote. <laughs> it's like a quote. I yeah. think that the thing I'm trying to say is that I really see how people get into these situations because. Like you said, I do feel like I have a good head on my shoulders. But at this juncture, I, for some reason, believe that everything will work out. Esther, shake the loose cream out of your brain and get a damn prenup. <laughs> your brain is 90% Oreo right now. And you need to Fuck. think about it. You better shape up, bitch. Okay. <laughs> Liam Neeson's got a big dick. Who said that today? Okay, well, here's the thing. Liam Neeson basically said something racist I don't know what context, but it like came out yesterday or something, and sure, he, he it, it was racist, and he's canceled. But the flip side of that that must be discussed whenever Liam Neeson comes up is that Liam Neeson famously has this is not really connected to this story, okay? If not the biggest, one of the biggest penises in Hollywood. I can pull. Up How pictures. do you know that? You have because pictures? in Janice Dickinson's book. Oh, she said he unzipped his pants and it was like an Evian bottle fell out. <laughs> That's a famous quote. I love that. And then that. today I was like, 
because I was telling people at work, they're like, is it that big? And I'm like, let me look. And I did some Googling. And she did and say I that. And I found flash pictures from a movie. I guess he was oh. fully full frontal in a movie. And fully flaccid, I'm not kidding, his penis comes down to like mid-thigh. Okay. What movie is this? I don't, I don't I, think that lets Schindler's him be racist, list? but I don't think that's like correlated. But no, I'm not. I love I just, it's important that those to bring are up. the two tidbits we know about him. It's important to bring up the big I penis. was rooting for him because he had such a tragic, He's like his wife died, like shit was fucked. But now and, I'm like, did he kill her? No. No, the tree killed her. No. Or whatever worst, she re- My worst fear, which is that you hit your head, you get up, you're totally fine, and yeah, you know. die four hours later. My full nightmare. Well, if... But thankfully, we all now know from Natasha that go to the go hospital. to the hospital and Sunny said, Bono too. She similar. refused to wear a helmet. Also, I, I don't even want to talk. Yeah, about so this. go so to depressing. look. Go to the, the main thing is go to the hospital. Although many times, and this is how fucked up this country is. Many times, I've been like, I should go to the hospital. I can't pay that. I'm not going to the hospital. I know. I can't pay for any of that. I know. Even I was like, oh, what am I going to cut? Like, I had severe back pain. I threw my hip out last week. Thank you so much. I am 30. And oh I was God. like, uh, do I call 911? And then I was like, no, I would, I should, I can't even, for, I can't afford an ambulance. I would take an Uber to the hospital. Isn't that the move now, though, to take an yeah. Uber to the hospital if you're not like bleeding out? Yeah. It's well, way cheaper. Yeah. That's, that was the problem. I was, I was like, Uber. I can't afford an ambulance. I'm when Ubering. I was in college, I was feeling faint and I called an ambulance. I thought ambulances were free. Of course they should be. They're not. My parents were like, you owe us $400. I could not believe it. I could not believe that ambulances are not free. They don't care if you, I think, I hate the ER because I get the, everyone's mean to you and they go they and I'm like a white lady so I'm sure I'm not even getting the most meanness at me mm. but there's like a thing of like we don't believe you even though statistics statistics do show that like doctors don't believe black women basically like they just go oh your pain is not happening goodbye we gaslight you <sighs> but like I I think they they never they don't they don't they're no one's in a rush they're all over it mm-hmm. they don't if you like if you are an ER doctor you, and you are really, it, like, taking care of your patients, you're a god and a rare angel. Because there's so many experiences I've had where they're just, like, see, they've seen so much that they're, like, we don't care. Which I think is an actual thing called trauma fatigue. Where mm. they've seen I feel so— like my boyfriend has that. They've just seen so much trauma that they don't <laughs> care anymore. <laughs> like, it's bad. It, like, it's, like, does something to you to see that much shit all the time. Oh, God. Go I to therapy if you're a doctor. I cannot imagine being an ER doctor. No, it's That horrible. is, like, the worst. I just want to say— Go to therapy if you're an ER doctor because your job is too hard and it's hurting you. I mm. hate doctors. I think doctors are scum. All doctors in L.A.—think about this. If you're a doctor in Los Angeles— you moved here to be not save people's lives, but to be rich and famous. Like mm-hmm. the doctors here are terrible. When you sent me to your gynecologist, I called them and they're like, okay, if you're a new patient, in order to see the doctor, I you have know. to pay a $300 concierge fee. Just to. <laughs> That's she so has LA. a new system now where it's if you're not, you have to either pay a, a one time big no, fee. No, yearly. A yearly fee to see her, but if you're if you opt out, which I've done, you can only see her on one day of the week, and then she books up months in advance. So let me just say, I've already made my appointment for my pap, and it's like six months out, and yeah. I, I made it a while Concierge ago. Concierge is very LA. Aren't yearly paps now not the thing anymore? Oh God, I can't. <laughs> I can't handle this change in my life right now. I rely on those paps to keep me. Those keep me sane. I'm just. I feel like I have a really hard time finding doctors that listen to me that don't. Like yeah, un- inappropriately touch my tit. Yeah. That- well, there's um, <clears throat> there's a hashtag that a friend a friend of mine has um, 
Ehlers-Danos Syndrome, which is a, like a disability. And uh, she had, there was a hashtag called uh, Doctors Are Dicks, which was like basically meant to be. It was like don't like not all doctors, not all men, this conversation. Mm-hmm. But like basically they were saying that as disabled people, they're generally not believed and they have to like go to multiple doctors and also like advocate for their symptoms so hard because a lot of times with disability specifically and with women and and women of color specifically like doctors will just be like you're hysterical (laughs) like they don't believe you and who has the time to sit there and passionately plead their case oh it's exhausting see another doctor Mm -hmm. i mean just making one appointment at a doctor is exhausting it's exhausting and it costs so much money and it shouldn't and that's why like healthcare is i think a really Specifically, an important like millennial and Gen Z issue, which I write about in the book, because medical debt is so high. And there's like a, a guy that I talked to in the book. Um, oh, H. Allen Scott. I don't know if you guys know him. He does a podcast here called You're Making It Worse, I think it's called. But oh, of course. So um, he in the, is in the book and he talks about how he had like a basically like a black mirror situation where he had testicular cancer. And they were like, you can get this shot that will really probably save your life. It's $12,000. It's not covered by insurance or you cannot get the shot and we'll just take our chances. And he was like, well, I'm getting the shot. And so they give they gave it to him and he lived and he's just like in tons of debt now because of all the treatments like they don't consider his teeth were falling out and they didn't consider that medical. They considered it cosmetic. So he had to pay for it all himself, even though it was because of the chemo and the cancer. And so he's just in full debt. Like he's like, I'm not I don't think I'm ever going to pay it because it because of like the they try to gouge you in little ways like, oh, your chemo's covered, but like your teeth aren't and the shot isn't. Ha ha. We got you. It's messed up. How many GoFundMes do we see for people our age? Like, we, like, and that's why, like, when people are, like, millennial issues and they only talk about student loans, like, student loans are important. But in the book, I'm like, student loans are not the only thing. And it's really, honestly, pretty privileged to have student loans. So, like, in some regards. So, like, most people our age work retail or um, service industry. So, like, when you see people protesting the minimum wage, like, outside of McDonald's, it's actually kind of a millennial issue that we should be focusing on just as much or healthcare should be focused on just as much. Or even, like, I looked up, like, a lot of the young people that are a lot of the people that are killed by police are are within millennial or, like, squarely millennials, millennial age. But we never go, oh, police brutality is a millennial issue. So, like, I think there's... Just, like, not a focus on millennial issues that aren't pertaining to upper to upper middle class people. And, and like, healthcare is, like, a huge one. Everyone, like, I did a book signing and they were someone asked, what's the biggest thing that you could wipe, you would, from your research, you would wipe out if you could? And I was, like, medical debt. And that got, like, a round of applause. And that sucks. For people out there that don't have health insurance mm-hmm. and, like, want to get on something— and spend like what less than two hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. What are the best options? Like, do do you vibe with that new? What's the new kind of like millennial targeted one? Not Casper. That's the mattress company. <laughs> Felix or something. I don't know about that. There's. I'm sure there are things like that. There's Medicare. There's stuff like that. But it's like they don't really want to give it to you. Healthcare. They like don't. They're like trying not to. Um. And so, you know, that's, like, with all the pre-existing conditions and stuff. So I I think, like, I mean, I, there's, like, a jokey chapter in the book where I'm talking about things I used to do when my dad didn't have a job in high school and so I didn't have health care. So I, like, am joking about, like, I used to go to my science teacher and be like, hey, what 
what organ is here? Because it hurts. And he'd yeah. be like, I am not a medical doctor and I cannot diagnose you. And I'd be like, tight to tight. But like, if your knee hurts, what is that? Uh, and there was like, you know, there's therapy on a sliding scale for like mental health. Like, it's just like, there, it's like a joke chapter, but it's also like some, somewhat serious of like what stuff you can do. Yeah, I feel like I know a lot of people our age that go to urgent care. Urgent is their care, primary huge. form mm-hmm. of that's expensive. Care. That's it like two hundred bucks. It is like two hundred bucks. But I feel like I know a lot of people that it's like, well, something hurts, time to pop over to urgent care. I don't even really. I didn't even know when I threw my hip out. I had no idea what doctor you even go to. Oh God. I was like chiropractor, orthopedist. Like what? What even? Uh, what doctor do you even go to? <laughs> what was it? I went to a chiropractor, and then I had a bunch of people yell at me and go, "Chiropractors aren't real." Because apparently, that it's like a huge thing. thing. Same. But I, I'm been going. I was like, okay, I'll go to physical therapy or whatever. And the chiropractor said it wasn't a bone; it was a muscle, so I didn't have to go to, like, I don't have to go to a orthopedist. But I really, I was like, mm. what doctors even take care of this? I, I didn't know. even know. I don't know. What is your advice for? People who are feeling hopeless or down about the fact that, like, all of these things, pre-existing conditions. I know. People can't afford health care. You, your friend that spent $12,000 to save his life. Like, what, what, do you have any advice, like, or anything, any action items? Like, what can we do? Because this, it does make me really depressed. Yeah. Systemically, I think uh, it's hard because with our current government, it's like shouting into a void. Um Yeah systemically it's like people are really focusing on local like local politics mm. local what you can do and change personally i i i mean i have a um i have i use digit but you can use your own your your actual bank to do it like just i just have little bits of money taken out every day basically they take like you know a dollar or less or whatever and it i actually and i don't think about it and it adds up so like i've had a few things where i'm like oh i I'm in an emergency, and then I'll be like, oh, digit. And I'll, like, go look at my digit and be like, there's $100 in there. Amazing. Hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's tough to tell people, like, just take a dollar out because I'm sure tons of people, it's like even a dollar would would be uh, really hard for them to not lose, but you know what I mean, to not have in yeah. the paycheck. Um, but I also, I, I think I maybe talked about this last time. I'm not sure. Like, I printed out my bank statements, and I went through, and I – just highlighted what I thought was too much. Like I took autofill out of credit card stuff online. Like I got mm. rid of Postmates. Even as a former Postmate, I do support the gig economy. But uh, I was like, I got rid of it. Like just little things where I was like, what is too much for me? I also had a real revelation. I was reading this book uh, called Your Money or Your Life by Vicki Robinson. And uh, she's like an old school money person. And I was, like, poised to hate it because I was like, she's going to be out of touch. But one thing she said that was really, really eye-opening was she said, you think you have no money, but look around you in your house and you ha- there are things that are worth money. Oh, like, like selling you, stuff? Yeah. Like, she, which I used to pawn stuff all the time when I lived in New York, um, which felt sort of shameful and I never told anyone about it. But I— I like I if I I still I have like a weird impulse because I guess from coming from like a low income background or whatever, I still will just like straight up go pawn things like even if I know I'm getting like a check now because I I like work and have like like payments coming in for like big things like the book. But I still will be like, I need five hundred dollars in my hand right now or I'm going to flip out. Um, But so she like she was saying, you know, you think you have nothing but like. It sucks to think this, but she was like, you think you have nothing but, like, look around your 
house like what if you don't actually have nothing because there are things in your house like you could have a garage sale you could which i might do soon um you can you know do like a uh you can there's some jewelry that i have i used to pawn jewelry all the time there's some some jewelry that i have i could just go um it's tough like there's apps like i have i am on this app called let go which is you can just post things and sell it um and so i'll like you know, sometimes do that. And that'll be like books or eBay. eBay. My little sister's really good at eBay. I feel like if I take a bag of clothes to Buffalo Exchange. Oh, they're mean to you. Which I thought, <laughs> which I used to think was like a valid way to make like a little bit of cash. Yeah. Yeah. They're mean to you. You don't make anything. You They give you like $5 for a yeah, nice Yeah, I write about shirt. that in the book about how mean Buffalo Exchange is I'm to you. I'm so sick of Buffalo Exchange and Crossroads shaming me and my choices. So Same. mean. And they take a lot of pleasure in it. They I take really pleasure in it. They're really mean. We and don't they... want any of your shit. Yeah. They go, yeah. This is all we're taking today. Oh, I've never had them take anything. Oh, and really? they take yeah. stuff for very little money. That's I the thought thing. I had a bunch of Kate Spade stuff, and I thought, okay, after she died, it would increase in value. Rest in peace. So I, I know, terrible. So I don't believe them. Like they were like, okay, we'll take this wallet for twenty eight dollars, and I was like. That can't be right. Like, you guys are lowballing me. This They're can't totally be correct. They're totally you. They have too much stuff. It's a whole thing. But take that wallet, take some nice pictures of it, put it on eBay. eBay. You, you will get, get the double price. the money. Yes. 100%. And this app, let go, seems pretty good so far. But, nice. Um, Depop. What kind of stuff have you sold, Depop. sold on it? Uh, uh, Jewelry. I have some watches. I stopped wearing watches. So I was like, I just have all these watches. Um... I have, uh, I went through some jewelry, like I have mostly shitty jewelry, but I, I went through and I was like, oh, these are some, there's some gold here, which is interesting that I didn't know I had, or just from like my bat mitzvah or like my, totally <laughs> just like that I kept, um, I have a lot of purses that like my style changed and I just don't usually wear them anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, don't, I mean. Depop, so, like Depop. I have clothes, clothes that I get rid of. I really, I really but ride it is for a eBay. But if you're condoing, you're if you're mm-hmm. finding what sparks joy, maybe don't just dump everything no, at Goodwill because not. it's easy. But it is a compulsion. Like I do feel like I'll, I'll just like sit and eBay a bunch of shit totally. and be like Sometimes high I on oversell it. Oversell too. Yeah. Sometimes I will do that once in a while. Sell the thing and I'll be like, ooh, didn't mean to sell that one. Yeah, Needed but that. I'll just be. I'll be like, I don't need this lamp, and then I'll just sell it, and then I'll be like, I'm a, like I have a. Com- uh, it's like a, a comfort. Like I'm ner- I'm anxious, nervous that I'll never make money again, mm-hmm. even though that's not true. But I'll be like, I'll never make money again. And so then I freak out and I, this was, which is how I started on Postmates, like, which I, I stopped doing in 2016, but I did it for a while. And it was like, I, I had, I knew I had money coming in from things, but because I didn't know when, and I was so freaked out and I just wanted to get paid right away. I do cameo, which is a thing that is, I only I think like it's you only like known people can do so it's like a privilege to be able to do it but uh you make videos private videos for people Oh yeah what's your rate girl Uh it's 25 bucks right now which that's I pretty, really that's, I I, I need think you to could up go it. up I think you go up a little I know Chris I feel Hilton bad. is 27 27 dollars I think so I feel like the housewives the real housewives are like 150 Oh well I do I, I but it's like that'll just go right into my bank they take a cut but but I feel I feel weird upping the price because I'm like, oh, these are teenagers. No, twenty five is nice <clears throat> because how yeah how how often are you cameoing? Should we do we need a glowing up cameo account? 
Um, mm-hmm. I haven't been contacted. Mm-hmm. I-, I don't know if I have the. You should no do it. Esther disagrees to be paid only in Oreos. <laughs> Fine. You should do it. It's it's fairly easy and it's kind of fun. Like one girl, I like get creative with it. Like one um, person was like, "Okay, I'm gonna come out as trans to my family. Can you make a video for it?" So I like mm. got I like threw confetti in the air and like made a oh. whole funny thing. Like you don't have to do that, but sometimes I'll I'll like really get weird with it. No, I like to think that I'll be like in bed like Joey Fatone style yeah like it is often no makeup it's very but nobody it it seems like they're real I like it because it's like you're making money and people are really happy Mm -hmm. to get it and it's like gifts for people's birthday and stuff which is super nice and I always make them very long the videos so like uh, and probably say dumb stuff in them all the time but so so it is uh, that's like a revenue stream, but I'll like still, you know, I still want to have like a thousand revenue streams just because I'm always nervous that I'll never make money again. Is there a real, is passive income a myth? <sighs> Can one truly achieve, how do we achieve passive income? I feel like that's only for like what people who Is that already a wealthy thing? Money? Is that yeah. a privilege or thing? I have, I mean, I have, I, don't know. I, I put some, I got paid for a thing and I, I put money in a, um, retirement fund and that to me is like accruing and I just depending on the economy but I just like I'm hoping that that's that's like sitting there doing its thing yeah. while I live my life that's a good example of passive I income I have um, bitcoin which I like don't know oh, about shit I have to check on mine I don't even know what's happening I have no it's probably bad Ugh. but I'm like in it for the long that haul was a waste. I have a question you because you mentioned that you have debt I don't know if you still do or if that was just when you were writing the book but if you do, how come you are keeping debt but also saving? And I'm truly just curious. I don't know. Uh, I Because I'm nervous about, like, I'm nervous about making more debt. And also I, like, I have the privilege of I get large payments. Like, I, I won't get paid. This is what's weird is people will be like, oh, you're rich. Because they'll say, oh, you're you're getting, like, the book, uh, the book. Um, advance was $150,000. I don't get all of that. Managers, agents, uh, book agents, publicists, whoever get some of it. Mm-hmm. And then I get some of it. And then, but it's not paid out immediately. So it'll, it got paid like on signing. Okay. That was some money, but that was, that'll be for the next, that'll be the only money I make for the next like six months, which is like, let's say that's $20,000. So that's like half of a decent salary. And then I'll, and then I get like a payment on publishing so then a year later, I'll get, like, 50000 and that'll be, like, maybe what I, the only thing I make for the next, like, nine months or something. And that's also a decent yearly salary. But still, none of it is, like, wow, you're a millionaire. You know of what I course. mean? Like, $150,000 sounds, like, great. But if you spread it out over – you know, I'm not getting a lump sum. If you spread it out over three years, it's still a decent – media job salary like it's not like a wow you're making six figures right at once you know so what is, what would be your advice for someone like trying to slowly pay off debt like what do you have a system yeah I mean I really look at interest rates that's like my big thing right now is I'm pretty obsessed with what the interest rates are and if they could be better interest rates and if there's like balance transfers where I could get a better credit card and move it over whoa um so I don't know, like I really messed up initially because I had a credit card for five years and I didn't know what the interest rate was or anything. And so, because I never looked at anything prior right. to starting this podcast and book. So I 
had this card and and initially it was like an 18 month offer of like zero interest and then that ran out and then they put it as like oh it's now it's 22% interest and i never <gasps> looked at it or cared and then i was like oh fuck 22 so, because I'm they so just stupid. they can just jump it does that mean like if you have credit card debt it, it's going up at a faster mm-hmm, rate mm-hmm. because of the, I need to look. I don't even know what my card right. card interest rates and are. And so I, I had to really that. look at it. Or like my student loans, I had four loans um, and uh, I was just paying them off evenly. And then I went and looked at the interest rates for the first time in, I don't know, 10 years. And uh, it was like, Three of them had four percent interest rates, which is good and normal for yeah, student loans. Yeah, because student loans supposed to be low interest rate. Four to six, yeah. So I was like, okay, that's good. And then there was one loan that was fifteen percent interest, <gasps> and I didn't know that. And so I realized that, and I ended up focusing solely on the fifteen percent loan for a while, and ended up paying that off. But I I needed to prioritize like what I had to pay off based on. So like one of my credit cards has. Of high interest rate and and I'm nervous about canceling it for credit score reasons, but yeah. I probably can. Aren't you also not supposed to ever truly? Cancel You're not a really supposed card. to cancel it. You I just, just pay don't it use off it. And cut it up. Yeah, exactly. So I, which is like one way to do it. So I don't use that one, and then I just use now the credit card that has zero percent. So I, mm. you try to, I try to focus on the higher interest rates. The higher interest rates, but um, I could, I'm, I. Well, I would probably do the—I mean, I think this is common knowledge maybe, but I would probably do the credit card debt. For, it's not a lot. It's probably like—right now it's probably like $5,000, which is um, fine to me. But on a 0% card, that seems fine. And then I'll get like a book payment in three months and I'll just get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And I'll just not use the credit card for a while until it's better. But I have—a lot of my bills are on the credit card, which—and mm-hmm. then I pay— try to pay it a significant amount every month to, like, make up for the bills part. Are there any big money-saving tips that have really helped you change your life and the way you spend money, Um, especially, like, when it comes to shopping and, like, having a shopping problem? Yeah. Taking the credit card out of autofill is huge. Not Mm -hmm. having it just able to just one-click because I really want you to do that one-click. Amazon, man. Yeah. It couldn't be easier. I stopped. I stopped buying a lot of fast fashion, so, like, not Forever 21 or not H&M. Like, I'll think—I actually will sit down for shopping. I I, I will sit down and make, go through my closet and make a list of what I need. So, like, I was going to New York for the book tour, and I put some outfits together, and I wrote down, like, don't have black long sleeve shirt. Okay, cool. Don't have, like, um, I okay, I probably need a pair of nice pants. Okay. So then I went, so instead of going and looking around and being like, what could I, what what looks cute? What could I get? I was like, went to the store with, like, the express purpose of being like, okay, I'm comfortable spending $100. Here's the three things that I actually need that will allow me to make, like, four or five outfits. Great. And I can repeat this shirt and probably no one will notice because it's a black shirt. So... That there's been a that's a huge change rather than just like walking into a Forever 21 and being like, oh, I'll get a million Ooh. things and then being like, I'm never gonna wear this orange this shirt. What mesh am I doing? Crop top looks good. Exactly. I didn't think I was gonna walk in and buy a mesh crop top, but how could I not? Right. <laughs> it's only seven ninety. Exactly. It's always a weird price. Right. And then you'll wear it once, whereas like I'll probably have these pants that I got for a while, and it'll be good to you know 
pair them with different, like really thinking about like what outfits you have. This this um, woman, Alison Becker, who's an actress who I follow. I love her. Yeah, I don't know her. I just follow her on Instagram and, and like her from afar. But she's been doing this thing where she stopped buying any clothes. She just re- look takes the clothes that she already has. She did it for a year. She takes the clothes she already has and she just tries to pair them with different things and see, like spends like, a day, like, trying on different things and seeing what could actually go together. And she was saying, she wrote a post about it on Instagram where she was just like, it's been cool not to buy stuff because I'm learning how to, like, um, style the things I already have in a way that I maybe wouldn't have before or thought about before. That's cool. So I, I thought that was really admirable. I would love to try that. My girlfriend's in fashion, which is a really enabling situation for me because she's very into brand names and very into, like— Ooh. Yeah, she's but that but she also but I live in a nicer place because I value where I live. Mm -hmm. So I have to think about it as like the money that she spends on clothes and lives in a shitty apartment. I live in a nice apartment and I don't buy clothes. So it's like I'm like, okay, you have to just think about what you value Mm -hmm. in terms of saving. Like if you really value food and you really want to eat out, then like think about where you live or like if you really value that's like an interesting thing for saving. Like I value living in a nice place and I got a dog so I'm not gonna buy like a $300 shirt mm-hmm. but this this woman in the book in in your money or your or, or your life it was I'm reading it now that's why I keep bringing it up but it was like this thing of uh thinking of your money as your time so if you're gonna buy something going this okay this is $50 I make $50 in an hour is this shirt worth an hour of my life so putting it like thinking of money as it was really I was really eye opened by that because it's like thinking of um, your purchases as hours of your life rather than dollars. Oh, my God. You know what Whitney Cummings told me? She told me that if you have a shirt and it costs a hundred dollars, it actually you have to make two hundred dollars to buy that shirt, because if you think of taxes, especially in our business, like giving away commission and stuff, she's like, you have to make double to spend what you're spending. That's an interesting way. I like that and way of that thinking about it. scared the shit out of me. And now, now I really have that in my head. Like, okay, says it costs 100 I have to make 200 to pay for it. That's also, a lot fucked. of times if you walk away, you forget about it. Like, Always. I'll be like, I want to buy this. And then, I'll, and then I'll be like, hmm. And then I'll leave the shop and immediately forget about it. The <laughs> high of consumerism feels distinctly American and distinctly fucked up. Yeah. Like, the high I get from buying a... Fast fashion orange mesh tank top. It's so fleeting, and it's the low of finding it six months later in my drawer and being like, I wore that. Oh, I'm the person who wants to walk out of the store wearing it. Oh, yes. yeah. Yes. You, I always wear it that night. Mm-hmm. It's so Because I'm like, this is the new me. Yeah. Totally. Which comes from probably self-hatred. That's Wait, definitely a yeah. fast fashion thing. It's like in, it's in, encouraging you to like reinvent yourself at a cheap yeah. price. These these sweatpants will make me a new a I, new I, me. Yeah. I, I write in the now. book about I write in the book about mental health and how it connects to money and I think you can't like a girl came up to me at a um a, a show and she was like I have a little bit of extra money now. Should I start a savings account or should I go to therapy? And I was like, I think you should go to therapy because I don't think you can trust yourself with the savings account if you hate yourself because or if you having you're having like a sad day or, or whatever because or you're not working on yourself because you'll just spend it. You'll just have the savings account and then you'll spend it to feel good. And you, you have to like get to the root of the problem. 
first, I think. That's really That's smart. smart. Is it normal to hate my landlord? Why? Yes. Yeah, why? Every month I just write the biggest Ugh. check of my life. Mm-hmm. That check is so much fucking money. I wouldn't spend that money. I know li- where you live. Yep. You abated over 30 days. It's very important. You have to have a roof over it. But I wouldn't spend $1,200, which is my monthly rent, on anything else per month. Yeah, I've it made a huge mistake. my mind. I've made, I have like a two-bedroom house and I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> is it just, does it kill you, that mortgage? Mentally, No, no, I don't, I don't own it. I rent oh, it. Oh, you rent, okay. And I, I... I'm, I like it because I a lot of times work from home and I'm there a lot and I have an office and so I write that off and all these things. But it's like I, I pay more. I used to, when I lived in New York, if I was paying $800, I would be devastated. Mm. Like as I moved around a ton in New York. But if I if it was like more than $800, I would be like, I've ruined my life. And now my rent is like $2,850, which is bananas to me but here i am i have this resentment toward my landlord i just view him as some fat cat cashing checks not even like doing the things my apartment's not even like the most livable it could be <laughs> i just have so much resentment yes well and anger real estate in los angeles is bananas i try to Dude. tell myself that because especially when it comes to the price of living, whether it's housing, the freaking restaurants. I'm like, why when I go to Skokie, I can get like, yes. a, I can get all this for $6? What? Whereas like in LA, I feel like I can't get a meal for less than $25. Yes. I try to tell myself, okay, well, this is where I have to be to, I hopefully can make, be earning more money because I'm in this city. Yes. But I I don't know. It sucks. Susie Orman was like, why do you live in L.A.? And I was like, well, I write for television, so that's why. (laughs) That's interesting. What did she say about that? She was sort of like giving me advice, and she was like, why do you live in L.A.? You shouldn't live in L.A. And I was like, well, I write for television, so I sort of have to. And she was like, oh, that sucks because I do. I travel for stuff, and it's like I went to Cincinnati, and a beer was $2. And I was like, are you joking? It was $2. Yeah, and the, and I was like, oh, my God, $2. And they were like, yeah, sorry. It would probably be less over in Columbus or whatever. And I was like, what is happening? <gasps> my friend my friend in New Orleans bought a house for $300,000. No. $300, there we go. Now in a way, it would be $1 million for a minimum, shitty house. Minimum. $2 for a shitty house. I just yeah. know someone that bought a brownstone in Chicago for 500 <gasps> What? A beautiful brownstone. So I don't know. I hope— my like some of my friends who are very successful just moved to other cities and and live there and like fly in if they need to do something or come here for a few months if they need to do something and I'm like I wonder about that because if I wasn't in entertainment I'm from the south like I'm like could I have lived a beautiful life in Asheville like could I just be in Athens like living my best life yeah like being a vet or whatever like what have I done I mean let's think about it like if is it realistic? There's someone in the writer's room where I work whose home base is in Nebraska. Yeah. Their family lives they in Nebraska. They want to raise their kids there. They don't want to raise them in L.A. I've had that, too. I think their kids are pretty much grown for the most part, which maybe makes it a little easier. But basically, they have, like, a small, minimal apartment they rent in L.A. 
Mm-hmm. And then for big breaks and whatnot, he, they go to their beautiful, what I imagine is a beautiful- $200,000 house in Nebraska. Gorgeous who, house which is a mansion. in Nebraska where the significant other lives mm-hmm. and the kids live. My friend in Cincinnati has like a mansion and he's like a, a famous podcaster and he's like, why would I ever live? I mean, whatever. Like I can do my job from here. Why would I live in LA? Wow. God bless I'm Like, them. But maybe you would have more opportunities and- yeah. Exactly, but, though. You would. Like, that's yeah. the thing that I have to tell myself is that I'm here for a reason mm-hmm. and, like, that we're paying the price to be here. Yeah. We should. We're also because getting benefit. Yeah, maybe I wouldn't have the we, things that I have. None yeah. of us would maybe know each cost, other. Smoothies cost $14, mm. but it's worth it to have <laughs> friends like you two. Oh, <laughs> wow. We did it. <gasps> oh, my God. This has been so, so much fun. fun. I feel like we yeah. could talk forever. Um, we thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Thanks for coming on. Everyone has to check out your book, Bad with Money. And is there anything else any that people can check out? The podcast. So, um, so Bad with Money is out now. The book. Uh, the back seasons of Bad with Money. The podcast. There's three of them. You can check them out. Um, my comedy writing partner and I have a book coming out in July. So I have three books coming out in 2019. We have a book coming out in July that's a sequel to our YA novel that is called Please Send Help. And you can order that as well. You don't need to have read the first one. Um, But you can, uh, that's available for pre-order. And then I have a comic book, a graphic novel that comes out in October that you can't pre-order yet. But it's called Bury the Lead, and it's like a crime, true crime thing. Get it, girl. Yeah. So those are pretty uh, – I was like, oh, my God, I, I have three books coming out in 2019. My girlfriend was like, nothing like a good old-fashioned manic episode. <laughs> Seriously. Like, <laughs> she's about to get two more. Yeah. So so one is the, the one – and then if you want to get the first one, it's called I Hate Everyone But You. You can get that YA novel, and then you'll have two. You'll have that one, and you'll be geared up for the sequel. Woo! Gabby Dunn's going hard in 2019. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks. Thank you so much for being here. This was so fun. So fun. Um, Gabby's the best. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I love to be a repeat guest. I feel like, oh, my God, they liked me. (laughs) you got to come back again. Can't wait. Thanks, you guys. Thanks for listening. See you guys later.